This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Everyday life on this earth can sometimes be a very scary thing. Social unrest, financial uncertainty, wars among nations, climate change, and in this century, threats of pandemic diseases make simply getting up with joy in our hearts a much more difficult thing to do. Surely God has a protection plan in place for His children. In his unique three-day series entitled The Protection Promises of Psalm 91, Pastor Ray searches one of his favorite scriptures concerning God as our refuge and fortress. King David identified this beautiful and mysterious place as the secret place of the Most High, but we'll find that the secret place is not a secret at all. In fact, every Christian has the right to enter in, where the Lord will hear their prayer and give his angels charge over everything they do. Pastor invites you now to join him in discovery of God's divine protection plan in that secret place of Psalm 91. We live in a really perilous day in a very, you know, dreadful age. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on and uh, everywhere you go, if you're, you know, if you're not in the word and you don't know the Lord and you're not walking in faith, I mean, you, you're, you know, your heart could fail you. And um, so... But just because we've got all of this stuff going on around us doesn't mean that it needs to come near us or to affect our lives. I'm not going to stop living because there's this modern day evil among us called ISIS and uh, radical Islam terrorists, Islamic terrorists. I- I'm, not, I'm not afraid to call it what it is, by the way. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, so we can't live in fear of evil men or evil plots, or evil planning. As a matter of fact, we've been called into this earth to dispel darkness. We've been called into this place to drive demonic activity down. We've been called as light and salt of the earth to be light and salt in this earth, to really deal and to, 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 to uh, you know, hurl a, a, a fatal blow to the works of the devil and the works of darkness. So we Christians ought not ever be walking in fear. We ought not walk in the fear of the things of this day, of the terror and the, of the age and, and this kind of stuff. This is all a demonic plan because the devil is uh, the, you know, the father of lies and he is the one who works in the realm of fear because fear is the opposite of faith. So like never before church, we need to become radical I said we need to become radical in our faith and our, you know, offensive move against the enemy and all of his tactics and schemes and all of these kinds of things. And to walk in a, in a, uh, in a confidence, in a confident faith that God is with me and God is watching over my life and that I am sealed and protected by God himself. I want you to think about that. You are protected. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit and you are protected by God's uh, own hand because you are his loved one. You are his child. You are his prized possession. 
So last week in Psalm 91, let's just go back to verse 1. We said, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Getting into that secret place of the Lord. And the secret place is really no secret to those of us that know God. The secret place is, is just abiding in that quiet time with God. It's getting back to that place where we shut out the world and we, we, we pray and we commune with God. He said, if you'll get into the secret place with the Lord, and everybody has a different secret place, God puts us in an inaccessible place so that the schemes, the plans, the tricks of the enemy cannot get near us. It's not coming near me. Come on. Because I am, I am abiding under the shadow. I'm living under the anointing of God. And I say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. You've got to call God your fortress. You've got to claim God your fortress. You've got to say with your mouth, God is my fortress. I am, I am in an inaccessible place, enemy, and you cannot come near me. You see, what you've got to know is what I said before. What you've got to know is that the enemy has schemes and tricks and plans and booby traps that he sets for God's people, just like the bird catcher, the fowler, sets for the bird. And, and he says that, he says, I, I love it when he says that he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. In other words, he will deliver you from the tricks, the schemes, the advances of the devil, the booby traps, the traps that the enemy will set. He said he will deliver you. He will snatch you out of them. He will rescue you from them. He will keep you protected in them. And he will deliver you till you get to the other side of Amen. that. Thing. And, and those tricks and schemes are everything. Their sickness, their disease, their poverty, their want, their lack, their insufficiency. It's depression. It's oppression. It's all of these things that the enemy wants to try to unleash and hurl against you and me. You see. But we have the word of God. We have a God who said, I'll not only be your refuge, but I will be your deliverer. See, now, when you walk in the confidence that God's your deliverer, man, you could face anybody, anything, walk through anything. That's why I don't believe in Christians quitting, giving up when the times get rough. You see how many Christians give up when the times get rough? You know, as soon as rough seas come, everything's, they're shouting hallelujah and they're doing good. But the minute a little turbulence, a little trouble water, they're ready to quit. Why? Because they don't know. They have not come to know God, their refuge, and God, their deliverer. They don't know God as deliverer. So instead of running to God, they run away from it. Instead of pushing through, they quit. Instead of staying with it, they give up. You see, but if you know God's your deliverer, you stand in the midst of every situation and you proclaim, God, you are my deliverer and you will deliver me from this snare that the devil has set or this trick or this trap or this scheme that the enemy has set against me. Wow. I'm telling you, man, this stuff is powerful. And I, I, like I said, I don't want to keep talking about myself, but I, I know myself better than I know anybody. And I know what I've been through. And I'm here to proclaim to you and tell you that God has delivered me from every snare, trick, trap of the enemy all of these years that I have served him. Amen. Devil tried to take me out and does, but you know what? You say, well, doesn't that scare you? No, it doesn't scare me at all. It makes me bolder. It makes me madder. It makes me hotter for God. Come on, are you with me? It gets me more radical. Now, that's really what we need in the body of Christ. We need some, some more people that are going to get radical with this stuff and really believe God and stand and, and, and not just be a mamsy-pamsy Christian, a Sunday-only Christian. Look like it, but don't, 
you know, talk it, but don't walk it. It's not going to get you anywhere. So he said, he shall deliver you from the, uh, from the fowler and from the uh, snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And pestilence is a plague or that would fall under the line of disease. So we have further evidence, we've got it all over the Bible, that God will deliver you from your sickness. You don't have to live with sickness. You don't have to accept sickness. It comes, absolutely. Sometimes it, you know, it persists, absolutely. But it doesn't mean we have to live with it. It means that we have a deliverer, and his name is the Lord God. His name is Jesus Christ, the Lord God. And he promises, according to his word, to deliver you from the tricks and schemes, advancements, and things of the enemy. Sickness is of, God, of the devil, it's not of God, right? Jesus went around, how, how Jesus of Nazareth went around doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. Now, if he was doing, uh, if he was healing, it says that he was healing and releasing those who are oppressed of the devil, and the Bible said it was a good thing. Well, if it was God that was doing the sickness and the disease, then it wouldn't have been a good thing that he was setting people free from their sickness and the disease. If the sickness and the disease was of God, then how could the Bible say that he was doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil? It's because sickness and disease is an oppression from the enemy. And God said, I will deliver you. I will deliver you from the tricks and schemes and snares and, and advancements and attacks of the enemy. Wow. Say it with me. Say, God is my deliverer. God is my deliverer. All right. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. There's that word again, that hiding place, that inaccessible place. So even when you're in the midst of something, God says, you know what? You just stand still. You know the verse we looked at last week in Psalm? It says, be still and know that I'm God. You just be still and God says, you proclaim and be your deliverer. And God just supernaturally goes like this. And he covers you. So that you may hear the storm. You may see a little bit of the storm. A little water might come in once in a while. But it cannot, it cannot bring you down. It cannot have its effect on you. Because God will cover you in the midst of every storm, no matter where it is. See, and sometimes you, when you're in that place, you feel vulnerable. Because you're like, I feel like I'm in the middle of the storm and everything's rocking and rolling and, and colliding and clacking and smacking and bashing and crashing. And, and I don't know what to do. That's a vulnerable place. But that's where you need to proclaim God your deliverer. Say, God, my deliverer. And just, just get that picture. Say, God, I just feel your warm wings covering me. I feel that I am. See, you're protected. You're protected. You're protected. I said you're protected by the living God. You are protected by the hand of God. That's right. Come on. You can see how these verses are coming together, right? Like we, we, we read the verse, um, uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And we will refute every tongue. That Why? Because God is my deliverer. He's not going to let what men say um, destroy my life, hinder my call, my purpose, my direction, my destination. Men can say and do and be whatever they want to be, but it's not going to come near me because God is my deliverer. And he'll deliver you not only in church on Sunday. He delivers you even on your job, even in your home, even in your neighborhood, even in your work, even in your profession, wherever you are. God remains your deliverer in that situation. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. See, so you find yourself in a place, you just start calling out. You say, God's my deliverer. You promised to deliver me from this snare. Cover you. Under your wing, under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Shield is a big shield and a buckler is a little shield. So, 
you're going to be covered by the big shield and like a double, double whammy, you know, two shields of protection. So he talks about his truth, his word will be your shield and be your buckler. Uh, the, sword of, the sword is the word of God and the, the, uh, the shield is the shield of faith. So under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid. Say, I shall not be afraid. Don't be afraid. All right, we've got we to say it. No fear here. We've got to extract fear. No fear here. All right, don't be afraid. He said, um, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste that noonday. So he's talking about pestilence and destructions and all kinds of tragedies and sicknesses and, and trouble and, and all. He said, he said, you shall not be afraid. I said, you, he said, I said, he said, I said, he said, you shall not be afraid. That's right. No matter what's going on, you shall not be afraid. In other words, here, let me put it this way. It doesn't mean that fear isn't going to come. It means that we have to fight fear. Why? Because God is our deliverer. Amen. Why? Because he promised that he's going to protect us even in the times of trouble, even in the times of disaster, even in the times of, of, of you know, of pestilence or sick. He's going to protect us. Amen. So we shall not be afraid. Amen. We shall not be afraid. And then verse 7 says, A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. Now, you know, that, that gives me a picture of this. There are many things you could think about about this little thing. But, but this is what I think. It's like, it goes like this. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. In other words, it looks like everything is coming at you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's a, that's, a, that's a saying that I feel like everything's just coming at me. Everything's coming at me. Everything's just co coming from every which way. I turn this way and it's coming. I'm turning this way, it's coming. I turn this way and it's coming. You know, I say, let it come, baby. Come, baby, come. Because the word of God says that a thousand will fall, 10,000 will fall, but it will not come near you. In other words, it's not going to overtake you. It's not going to bring you down. It's not going to have an effect in your life. It may be scary because it looks like the train is a coming and the horn is a blowing and it's telling me to get out of the way, but I'm chained to the tracks. Well, praise God that God is my deliverer and he will halt the train right before it hits me. That's what it means when he says that a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. In other words, it's going to happen all around you, but it's not going to affect your life. And it could be directed toward you. You could be the intended target. You could be exactly who the devil's trying to get. And it may be kinds of tricks and schemes and traps that really rattle your cage. It may be looking like it's coming at you full steam, but it will not come near you. In other words, it will not overtake you. It will not touch you. You're not going down. You're going up and over because God is your deliverer. I said, God is your deliverer. I said, God is your deliverer. And he promises to deliver me. So a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward 
of the wicked. In other words, I'm just going to hang out and watch God take care of every trick, scheme, booby trap, every evil thing, every evil purpose, every evil word, every, everything that has been hurled against me. I'm just going to watch God deliver me. Why? Because I trust him, because I love him, because I serve him, because I believe in him, because I stand on his word. And I'm not just a talker of the word. I live the word. I do the word. I act the word. And as a result, God said, I will deliver you. I'll take care of your enemies. That's why I say sometimes, man, you just got to let it be. Just let it go. Just let it happen. Let them do whatever they want to do because God is your deliverer. God is the one who will take care of them. Sometimes we think we've got to take care of people, but be careful because that's just our vindictive spirit that wants to retaliate. Ain't no retaliation coming. Ain't no right retaliation coming, but don't mess with me because when you mess with me, you're messing with God. And when, when you mess with me, God said he'll take care of my enemies. He'll deal with them in the way that he sees fit. And when God deals with your enemies, let me tell you, it's a thorough dealing. It's a thorough dealing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God, my deliverer. God is my deliverer. He's not only my refuge, but he's my deliverer. And he will deliver you and me from every peril, trap, trick, scheme, advancement of the devil. Just write these verses down because they're so appropriate. And I want you to have them. And I'll just read them to you real quick and then we're going home. 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 12. And Paul writes to young Timothy, he says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. <laughs> I love it. He says, I've been through some places, boy, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all, not just a few, not just some, sometimes that's where people get this misconception, well, you know, God brought this trouble in my life, he's trying to teach me something. He ain't trying to teach you anything, you dummy. God's your deliverer. He's not your problem maker. He's your problem solver. He's your problem fixer. Don't you sit there and let the devil beat you up and blame it on God. Paul said, I had persecutions. I had all of this stuff that, that came against me. And he said, out of them all, out of them all, out of every single one of them, the Lord delivered me. Yes, he did. Why? Because God is my deliverer. Say, God is my deliverer. All right. Second Corinthians, Paul writes this. He says, yes, we had the sentence of death. I'm sorry, this is verse 9. I'm sorry. Sorry. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. We had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I can preach on this for a little bit. Radical faith. Right. We had the sentence of death. That's right. That's right. But it taught us not to trust in ourselves right. and to be radical for God that even if we died, God would raise us from the That's dead. Right. We need radical faith that trusts God. So he says, we didn't trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death 
and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. In other words, he delivered us then, he's delivering us now, and he will deliver us there. So God will forever be my deliverer. Wow, praise God. I love it. Glory to God. It's exciting. 2 Timothy, write this down, 4, 17 through 18. We'll end right here. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, let me tell you, the reason why Paul could make such a bold declaration, because he knew his purpose. That's right. He knew that he was on this earth for God's purposes and not just his own. Some of you are having a hard time in this area because you just maybe just haven't fully understood or come to the place where you understand that you're here for a purpose. And for God's purposes. He said, he said, I was delivered. He said, well, the first part, he said, God stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached through me fully. In other words, God stood with me that I might perform, execute, carry out, and complete the purpose for which I was put on this earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory. Do you know why you're here? Or are you kind of just stumbling through? You know, you don't have to be called to the ministry. You don't have to be a preacher. You know, very few, I believe, are called. I think there are people out there that think they are and they're not. And probably should get behind a good preacher and a good church and a good pastor and just help. Amen. And let God use them. But, but your purpose, what is it? You know, you're, you're, you're a world changer. You're, 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 a, you know, you're, you're uh, inflicting vengeance upon darkness, penetrating darkness. What, what is your purpose? What are you supposed to be doing? It could, whatever it is. See, when you know, you say, I can't leave this earth. God's got to deliver me because my purpose isn't complete yet. Every time I get on a plane, every time I walk into a situation, I say, God, I can't leave yet. No, I'm not going anywhere because, because my purpose isn't done. I'm not finished yet because I know what God's put me here to do. I'm not finished. Everybody with me. So he says, I was also delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me. Say, the Lord will deliver me. From every evil work, say it. From every evil work. And preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. Wow, you ought to write that one down. You ought to quote that and speak that over your lives. He's preserving us for his purposes. Preserving us for the work that we have to do on this earth. Are you ready to work for God? Are you ready to get busy in the kingdom? Are you ready to be a, a world changer? Are you, are you ready to be a, 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 a demon destroyer? Are you ready to, to snatch people from the grips of darkness? Are you ready? Come on, how many of you are ready? How many of you are ready to do it? We can't just, we just can't come to church and sit and, you know, just get blessed every, oh, that was a good word, amen. That was a good word, amen. That was a good, man, you got to do something with this stuff. And you can't just be always working on your own life, man. We, we got stuff to do. God's promised to deliver. So anyway, that's just a little side note. Didn't want to go down that direction, but I'm having fun with this tonight. So amen. Praise the Lord. So say this, God is my deliverer. Tune in again Monday afternoon at two for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.